going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your pal, Smash Phoenix, the YWC reality checking. You don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know I'm not alone. We're doing WWE. So I've got the NXT guy with me, obviously. Jake, it's it's a weird night. What's going on, buddy? Who? Me? Oh, God, I'm not prepared. Uh, um, uh, uh, who happened? <laughs> I'm ready for Fastlane, but nobody else is. You know why? Because Vince isn't even ready for Fastlane. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are oh, not ready for Fastlane. Oh Reginald God. is not ready for Fastlane. Oscar's no teeth are not ready for Fastlane. <laughs> no dentist is ready for Oscar. Okay. She has to wait so many days to get that. I think it's like six months before she can get the proper replacements, you know, the permanent ones. Yeah. But those are temporary teeth that she has to have in for now, which sucks. I'm waiting for that myself. i got to go the 24th for oral surgery and then get the replacement soon after I get the moldings done. See, I got I to gotta, I gotta hop in on that for a second, and we're not even talking about matches yet. But, like, we were worried about her as far as concussion protocol and yes. just, like... I mean, she's not the, she's not quite as tiny as Kyrie Sane, but we remember what happened to Kyrie Sane and the issues that she had. If you've been kicked in the face hard enough to dislodge your teeth so graphically that they caught it on camera and seem like they're insisting on replaying it in slow motion, repetitively, you know. Oh, slow motion, and they do, and then they do the darkening it out and lighting up just where the yeah, teeth they fall. Yeah, highlight where the tooth comes flying. Where I really hope they okayed that with her because that could fuck you up just watching yourself get your I, teeth kicked I out over and over again. They would. I think they would just go with that to try and sell the the strength of Baszler and the injury. And the sad part is, Oscar's not going to get revenge. Really, no. What she did the other night does not feel like revenge at all. It, it's it's. The whole thing is just so disheartening. We don't know if she's still suffering with any concussion-related injuries. I don't know how they had they her wrestling on Monday. I don't I'm sorry, either. just to cut you off. But... No, no, no. Never God. cut me off. It's a conversation. Go back and forth. Yeah, of course, for sure. We're both passionate about this because we want the wrestlers to be okay at all times. Yeah. Their safety should be the utmost importance. If you told a fan who was looking forward to a match with a five-year build that, hey, we can't have this match because we're worried about their health, and then they get upset, then fuck them. They're not a fan. No, and of they course. Shouldn't be, they shouldn't be watching wrestling because that's bullshit. Their health comes first. And I'm not talking about, you know, stunts and, and you know, these types of maneuvers. No. When you have an issue like this, there it, it's not WrestleMania where you're going into the show of shows in front of 100,000 sold-out fans screaming at their top of their lungs and you're like, I have to perform. This is a Thunderdome show on a Monday Night Raw for next to nothing. Here's There's the thing, no though, payoff. Jake. Here's the thing, though, Jake, and you know what? Say whatever you want about this. I don't care if it is WrestleMania, and it's the first time we've got, you know, a full stadium full of fans back, and there's 105,000 people. If you have a concussion, you shouldn't be wrestling. No, no, like, you shouldn't at all. I'm it. It's not even like that boys-must-be-boys mindset mentality that they used to have of, like, the show must go on, because there is no show right now. Yeah. It's just the tape delay. That's and, all I, and, I, and I will say one thing, right, in, in fairness, and I'm not... Like, I'm the last person that's going to get up on a feminist high horse, but you got on the, you know, boys will be boys and the show must go on. There is a certain element where the women's division have to try twice as hard to show that they are as tough as the guys to yes. keep the spot that they've gotten over the past couple of years, WWE. As we saw with AEW last night. I, I said it to you before we came on tonight. I, I take my piss on AEW quite a bit just because of where my biases lie. Holy fuck, Britt Baker and, and Thunder Rosa killed each other. They were so impressive, so many spots. Those thumbtack moments were so uncomfortably incredible. 
And do you know the funny thing is, right? And because the the thumbtack thing is always going to be a little bit, eh, especially because Britt Baker has like, like all her. Not that gear is really going to protect you anyway, but all her no. gear is like completely open backed. So yeah, like, there's nothing. So her whole back was just filled. But I will say, filled with thumbtacks, and there's no way to take it safe or or do it. No, you just gotta try and land as even as possible so you disperse your weight so it doesn't push into you, any. You spot just kind of have to decide that you're gonna hurt for a while with that, and I mean, I come out. It's it's a lot better, but yeah. Oof. Well, she took the fall off the off the top turnbuckle after the thing, but you know yeah, what got me though, bucks. and you... then they did the uh, the lockjaw. As well, her her submission there, and then they rolled her into the thumbtacks again. But you know what? Before the the thumbtacks even before the thumbtacks even came out, uh, and I don't see a and you you might have heard something different. I haven't heard your guys' review because I haven't caught up on the all on all the JoJo stuff. Something I don't hear a lot of people talking about in that match was before the thumbtack spot was when they had the ladder that was at the awkward angle and they were on the top turnbuckle and she did that really awkward angle Death Valley driver. I'm moving yes. my hands around as if anybody can see me. But I like, do that all the time. I still talk with my hands. That was, I'm not on camera. Like that. Okay, the thumbtack thing is obviously horrendous and in real life that's murder. That's attempted murder. But like <laughs> it, from a wrestling perspective, I think we are a little desensitized to it, which is bad. And then you get into a whole conversation about what McFoley did to the business and all that kind of thing. But like because we're desensitized to that, I looked at the other spots more. And the just because of like I think they fell at a weird angle, and I think there was a stumble in there, which is fine. It happens. But, like, they were at a weird angle, and also, ultimately, the hard steel item that they were falling on was also at an awkward angle. I'm it like, really was, because it was set up on the bottom rope, and it's already teetering. Now she's facing their newly positioned hard cam with her ass, uh, Britt is, and then Thunder Rose is inside the ring still. She goes and picks up Britt over her shoulders and then does, like, a sideways roll. So she goes up and over. And yeah, because she kind of rolled over and came off the other side of the ladder, too. Yeah, kind of like how Cole does it when he goes yeah. up and over. Or not Cole, um, uh, uh, Velveteen. Uh, you know how he does his driver, the Dream Valley driver? We, we don't need to but talk about Velveteen Dream. Well, you know, <laughs> Teen Dream goes ahead and does that little leap with it. Mm. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, and but also... In the, in, in the interim, the thumbtacks aren't even out yet, and Britt Baker is pouring blood all over her entire face thunder rosa uh, the part of her face that isn't painted is now painted crimson like it, it, it's just yeah uh, there's a pile of chairs in the ring and the chair shots that they're attacking with each, you know, each other with are ridiculously stiff yep they are the chairs are bending and breaking and and they are hammer fisting each other like legit shots these women brutalized each other rebel 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 whatever you want to call i think her, her she's she, as, as sort of a sidekick character i I mean, I I, I liked her. her from the beginning. I still think, love, but I really like her. Yeah, in even though a lot of people speak highly of her, I still think her role as the sidekick is underappreciated. It is underappreciated because, because her she, being such a hyper happy, you know, even though my boss treats me like crap, I'm still going to be. She is Jey Uso to yeah. Roman Reigns, Andy and Hartwell, like the, like the... like her beaten down. Now, Indy Hartwell is different because they at least help each other out and whatnot. Her sort of beaten down yeah, and yeah, cause, all. Because 
Rebels not getting anything out of it. Like right, no. you know, she runs in with, and she's with not the, wrestling really. Like she's had yeah. a few matches. She runs in with with the crutch that she's got. She tries to get involved, and then Thunder Rosa just waffles her, and it's like holy shit. That like was you have to ima- you have to imagine if Jade Cargill came down for some reason, Britt would just throw Rebel at her. <laughs> oh, exactly, and that's what's great. So then you know she goes ahead and, and Thunder Rosa drop kicks her through the table. Now mm-hmm. Rebels through the table, and then Britt gets power bombed onto the thumbtacks. And you get a two count, and I was like, oh, why? I don't feel like any of these moments were, uh, oh, I don't want to say, like, overblown or overstated. Like, I believe the kickouts. I believe the false finishes. I got really sucked up into this match, and this is one of the rare women's matches that they've yeah. had. And, and this is also the rare instance that they've had where the hardcore element adds to the match because they've had such a brutal rivalry so far that this was a great way to conclude their rivalry i thought this was top-notch beautiful ending the submission on the thumbtacks was especially my favorite because every time they roll they're they're embedding more of these tacks into their body poor freaking brit's ass is just shining with metal at the end it's ungodly i will say there is a lot in aew and people are going to say this is sacrilege where the story might be lacking or the match itself might be lacking. So you get a whole bunch of blood just so that there's a shock value to sort of even that out. There was that much blood in this match and it didn't feel like that. So big no, hats really off to did. them. There's two things I'm gonna that, that I'm going to say concerning and it, one's for AEW and one's for WWE is A... AEW is going to think, okay, this we just did this big bombastic thing. That's the Band-Aid. Now everybody will think we have a division. And then they go back to having a, a, a two-minute uh, yeah, middle-of-the-card thing not next showing week. Shida or not showing EO or not – you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, NXT is even having problems with their women's division right now because I don't really feel like they're showcasing all of them in the right light. I do think I do think on NXT they've given uh, EO Shirai finally a bit of uh, stand-on-her-own-two-feet because she didn't because yes. w- she didn't wait for Gonzalez to come to her she called yeah. Gonzalez out last week and she Which walked was a good touch and I know you haven't seen NXT this week but uh, Gonz- uh, Dakota Kai took on uh, I keep wanting to say Tony Stark, which is really bad. Uh, yeah. Zoe Stark, who Zoe they Stark are strapping an absolute rocket to. Yeah, but they are pushing her really hard. Io Shirai came out after the match looked right at Dakota Kai, looked right through Dakota Kai, and basically chucked a contract at Gonzalez. And if you're the champion chucking a contract at the challenger, you've been given some some platform to do that. And I think, because we, we said before they treated Shirai a lot like they treat Sheeta in AEW, is like, she's awesome, everybody just knows she's awesome, let's work on finding her some challengers. And I think they the way they've done it with Shirai it, for her to look down the pike and see the next challenge she's got on the horizon and and meet it face on, I think it I think it meets some of the problems that they've had with her recently. Absolutely. But I uh, the one thing I will say before we move on to that, uh, I just want to know too, what did you think of the ending of the lights out match? Because we didn't touch on that, and I'm just curious. Uh, uh, I didn't get to pick your brain because we get that that fire driver from Rosa onto Brit through the table, and I thought that was as sloppy as it was looking. That's what made it look like even more. I was going to say that it's one of the situations where it looking sloppy looks makes it look better. Yeah, um, and I think it was like almost an, an, an intentional, like the way she was carrying her. I think it was sloppy, and here's my reason why. If you look at how she landed Brit, 
instead of landing on the left, like she, when she usually holds her, she goes direct landing. She kind of cradled her so the impact wouldn't be where all the thumbtacks were in Britt's back. Which is which is awesome, and it, and it's so sort I, of. I really think that that was her mindful intention, because Brit's uh, pretty much like upper left quadrant of her back in the middle is covered in thumbtacks. Yeah. And oh she yeah. Lands with her on her right side. But you know what? I think I think and that then she rolls her onto that side to get the pinfall. So I think she was really trying to avoid hitting any more of the the thumbtacks. And you know what? Behind the scenes, you're probably right. Behind the scenes, you're probably like trying to get the. Uh get the previously thumbtacked portion of her body like off the bot off the thing but also yeah. landing that move a little more high and tight made the move look better anyway it's yes. it's the, it's the difference between a power bomb and a jackknife exactly you, you, you know you go high and tight on emphasis yeah you got you go high and tight on the shoulders and neck rather than going on the back so while there were real life protective reasons to do it it actually made the move look worse or worse slash better, and I do like the scramble because there was there was an element in that match at that point of like okay if this doesn't work what the fuck do I have to do? So she was literally digging um, or scrambling through the rubble of the table to get the pin, and I thought that dramatically that was an, an excellent yep. point as well. She's pushing away everything that's broken and trying to roll yep. her right into that spot, and then she just instantly starts to well up with tears. Oh, so overcome with emotion, the blood, yep. the makeup. Brit looks like hell. They got a new shirt for her, so you know what? I would have been okay with. More on this. I would have been okay with, and this is like early days NXT Takeover uh, with the four horsewomen specifically, when they would absolutely kick the shit out of each other. But when the match was over, they could have that like break kayfabe moment and like enjoy what they just did. I would have been okay with them doing that in AEW, but I don't think they've actually done something like that just yet. I don't think so. Um, anyway, so my, my first concern, obviously, is that they're just going to say, okay, we did it, it's done, dust the hands, move on with things as normal. The other thing, and I hate to say this about WWE, because normally the uh, NXT counter-programs everything is, is an argument that's a little bit exaggerated, but I do think WWE got pretty comfortable with the, well, you know, we might suck at a couple of things, but at least we've got a women's division, like I think they were sitting pretty comfy in that regard. I'm yeah, they got too complacent with a lot of it, and now you know that that Vince clearly views AEW as competition. He may not have always seemed to view them as such, and and he was doing some things to be petty. But now, oh, the girls got a standing ovation from all of the talent in the back after the match. I That's just cool. think he's like he's going to look at that and try to get that particular part of the spotlight back. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Women doing something death the crazy. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm coming. And I'm sorry. There's a there's a lot of women in NXT specifically. I'm looking at somebody like my girl Shotzi Blackheart, who specifically said she wanted to bring hardcore wrestling to the women's division. But I'm sorry, on the main roster, who who are you going to do that with? You're going to have Sasha Banks and Nia Jax. Oh Christ! You're going to have a hardcore match with Lana or Naomi. No, it's it's going to be a Sasha. You're going to have a hardcore match with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. I will do lots of hardcore things with Mandy Rose and, and Dana Brooke, and none of them are wrestling. I, I'd say BDSM, but not, you know, a pinfall. Or yeah, BDSM. Well, some submissions. Beat that ass. I don't know. Who am I kidding? I would only last to a three count anyways. But Oh, my God. No, I was going to say Nia Jax and Sasha Banks in a who can end the other's career first match. Now that. <laughs> I... Sign me up on whatever betting site that's covered on. Anyway, we're going to get to that later. Goes, they, they already 
scratched off a match off the pay-per-view. I mean, Shane and Braun. I still want to talk about it, though. I'm looking forward to it, but that's gone. I still want to talk about it, though, because this is... uh, Oh, it's still being discussed because I'm baffled. The the booking for this, the build, is, is one of the most asininely insane bookings I've seen in quite some time. And a lot of the Shane bookings in recent years uh, has been pretty outlandish. They've made Shane sound and seem like a superhero that's almost nigh indestructible. He took on The Undertaker at WrestleMania and almost won at a point, crashing down from the Hell in a Cell, you know, just, just missing Taker there. Um, He was the European champion. (laughs) <laughs> We've seen him Back go in the on day. to win Best in the World at Crown Jewel. Then he won the tag team titles with The Miz. He beat The Miz at Mania and, uh, you know, at SummerSlam. He, he beat Kevin Owens. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of different things. Or I know he, maybe it was SummerSlam, but he's beat The Miz several times. I know he beat him at Hell in a Cell. Or not Hell in a Cell, excuse me, Money in the Bank. In a cage match I was there for. You know, just, just Shane just keeps winning and winning and winning. And I, it's like, my God. That's how Kevin Owens should be. That's how Samoa Joe should have been, or Ricochet, not Shane fucking McMahon. So excuse my language, but it's like... And then everything they're doing with Braun for the last three years, just about, has made him look like an absolute idiot. A total buffoon. A Which way did he go? Which way did he go? Exactly. Come on, George. And that's not good for someone his size and, and his build. And he's only made his body more impressive as he's recently. I was up. I was I was about to cut you off with that exact thing. It's it's really bad. Like it's bad anyway. You don't you don't want anybody's gimmick to be that they're stupid. You don't want anybody's. In, we okay. This is WWE. We've had literal WrestleMania feuds over shampoo commercials. Yeah. But you do, you cannot have an entire WrestleMania, which it's probably going to be now, WrestleMania feud based on, I think you're dumb. And, and it's not so much that Shane's coming out and calling him dumb, it's that his promos are so awkward. But to, to your point, the the real sort of sadness of this, because I am going to get a, a sort of sick level of enjoyment out of this when this happens, and I'll explain that in a second. But the sort of the sick thing about it is uh i'm actually going to uh throw a quick shout out to the renee paquette podcast the oral sessions with renee paquette which is an awesome podcast name she's done a really good job with it so far uh i've seen she uh well she recently had paul white on obviously because paul white and christian i saw a little bit with christian the the paul white one is interesting and he was pretty open like he was one that's like look i've i was in wwe for 20 years i can't exactly bury them but at the same time he's been like you you guys have nothing for me now when I'm in the best shape of my life, when I've actually got abs, and you put the world title on me when I was 500 pounds and living on alcohol. Yeah, exactly. So translate that, because, you know, like, if anybody well, could... the same thing now, giving the with shot Braun. to Bobby Lashley. All right, good, but... I mean, How you Bob, Bobby Lashley is, is a machine. Like, I could make all kinds of jokes. I know, but how they did it was, was kind of disrespectful, I feel like. And it was. It could have been so much more of a triumphant win, and there's so many better ways they could have accomplished this. What they're doing with Randy Orton right now, I mean, I mean so many of the builds are just... Okay, you, you, you're, you're going to hate me because I love the Randy Orton stuff. We're going well, to get... you can love it. I mean, yeah, I, we're going to get to I that. Just, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do going forward Sunday. I mean, there's, there's a lot of possibilities. Yep. But what we've gotten recently, like I like the the double dueling Randys, that was a cool idea. Yeah. But but the most of it has just been on autopilot and repeat yep. for weeks anyway, now since I, you caught I, the, the the fiend on fire. 
I, d- I did want to say before we close out of the Braun thing, the comparison that I'm making between him and Paul White, who was who's not bad on commentary either, and you and I have talked about that uh, in the in the preceding week. Some of the best both have had in yeah. years. And it's just the the dynamic between the two of them for Paul White to talk about his career, but also Braun Strowman. Yeah. For me to look at Braun Strowman right now, and the like parallels are undeniable. The, but the dude is in like the most ridiculous shape ever. Like right now, they should be doing Raw Underground or something similar something to Raw Underground. Something like that, or he should be a real monster that people are afraid of. That yeah. you know is to be messed with. How he started to act when he came out of the swamp where he threw Alexa and, and got yeah. really violent, and that could have been something. And then they made him friggin' start teleporting and disappearing. So they ruined yeah. it. They shot themselves. In the and they've got, and I don't, like, and, okay, gear gear isn't everything, right? But I don't know why they've got him where, like, part of his entrance now is he's, like, putting on his gardening gloves. Like, I don't yeah. get it. Like Then you got, all right, the Stroman Express. I like the, the fog. It looks like a train whistle going off, you know, a steam engine. That's a cool entrance. Song's okay, you know him yelling. It works with the deep yeah. voice, but but the the outfit worked when he was a backwater, you know, yeah. Billy. Now he needs some new attire. Well, he shaved his head though, so that that's something. But um, it's it's no, but it's just it's weird because you picture entrances, and you know if somebody's got like a ring jacket, like they're tossing off the ring jacket, or you know some people have like sunglasses or whatever. They, like pe- people are tossing stuff off to get to their final, like you know their ring final form, so to speak. You don't see very many people putting things on, and it's just like he looks like he's going gardening, and I'm probably stealing that from what culture. At some point, but like, why does he have his it gloves does in his? Feel that way, like it oh, feels like he's got his gloves in his pocket and he's making his way down to the ring. And oh shit, I forgot to put my gloves on every yeah, he's, week. He's got, he's got contracting duties to do. But I will say, all of that aside, the Shane like Braun has done some weird stuff at WrestleMania. Shane's obviously done some bizarre stuff at WrestleMania. The the type of match that this is is a match where WWE. And this can you can say this is good or bad. You can just tell us that that's happening, and then do it on the night, and you yeah. don't have to come up with some convolute. Like you do, you say the same thing again for like really awesome matches. Like tell me I'm getting another round of Brian versus Punk, and then yeah, just do it exactly. on the night. But like as far as a like a car crash equivalent to that, Shane McMahon, who to his credit will throw himself off of anything and offer himself up as a rag doll. Like, yeah, he, I can't take anything away from him in that regard. his body to the wrestling god. Yeah, and I think the... You can't always tell because he's always playing the cocky character, but I think he's got more respect for the wrestlers than people give him credit for. Because he's always willing to go in there and A, look like an asshole, and B, look like an absolute, like... I, I'm trying to come up with, up with a better word than ragdoll, but ragdoll. Yeah, essentially. And on the other side of that coin, you got Braun, who not too long ago, he was sort of like the king of things for a while. Like, he was lifting ambulances, and he was pulling down rigging and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so, destroying vehicles and taking down things with grappling hooks. And I think I just so figured out so I think I just figured out what they're going to do at WrestleMania. What's that? Shane's going to try and climb the WrestleMania stage, and Braun's going to pull it down. Pull down the pirate ship? Yeah, pull pull down no 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 pull pull down the mast pull down the mast of the ship. (laughs) It'll be a last man standing. It'll be a last man standing match, and and Shane will park the boat on Braun. 
That was one of the things I was reading earlier, actually, is that the Buccaneers pirate ship on the seating chart shows that it's part of the taped and tarped off area for the WrestleMania entrance stage. Oh, there you go. So, so, be... so the pirate ship is included in the WrestleMania entrance stage. Okay, if the, okay, this might be cheesy as hell, and I don't care. If that's what they're doing, I want the entrance way for WrestleMania to be everybody has to walk the plank to get to the ring. Aren't you excited about them tagging Logan Paul and the possibility of him being at WrestleMania now? I, I, I what now? Yeah, the, the rumor has it that Logan Paul might be taking on Goldberg. That was a, a, a rumor spread about quickly, and it actually has some legit steam to it, because now Sami Zayn today, uh, or yesterday, tweeted out, hey, Logan Paul, not sure if you were just messing around with this tweet, but, you know, you should look into the conspiracy against me. It's pretty shocking. He's sticking with his storyline, but but a few WWE stars have randomly started tagging Logan Paul. So it you seems like... You can't see how, how deep my head is in my hands. Buried up your ass. Right oh, 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 in your hands. Gotcha. Mm. Because I was... I heard this two weeks ago, as and I thought it was a joke. And I'm like, not the Goldberg part, but that they were going to get involved with Logan Paul. And I'm like, they got Bad Bunny, maybe, but to have him wrestle. And then a week goes by, and they're like, yeah, no, he's going to be wrestling. They want a wrestling match with Logan Paul. That's why he was supposed to be boxing, uh, what's his name, Floyd Mayweather. And that was going to happen. And then they never signed the contract on Floyd's side. And then interest for that died down massively. So Floyd essentially backed out. And there's been no update, no date for it, no schedule, nothing. So, of course, I can see why Logan Paul would jump at the opportunity to do something with WWE for attention. Because he's got nothing going on right now. And his brother is going to be involved in that big YouTube fight coming up. So is Deji and a few others. And it's YouTubers versus TikTokers there. So if he's not allowed to be in that car... How, how is that a thing? I don't know. I don't. don't I don't even know, know most of it. Shit, I vaguely. I, I vaguely know. I vaguely know about the Paul brothers because didn't one of them do like some do, like comedy documentary in like the Japanese death forest or some shit like he that? Did, he had his daily vlog series. Danny was where, where people are like dead. Where people are dead. And he went in there and he actually found someone hanging and he and he vlogged it all. He censored their face, but he showed the body just swaying and hanging there. It was marvelous. It was kids content. Jake, the, he opened the video spaz saying, "You will never see a video like this ever again. Trust me, this is insane." And then he takes you into the forest and you walk, and then they find the dead body and they freak out and they start laughing. Like the laughing is bad because everybody handles death differently. But the fact that you went there hoping for this to happen, allowed it to happen, recorded it, brought it back, edited it, and then still decided, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to upload this because this is a good idea," was beyond me. They had so many chances to, to not let that go online. Jake, we're not going to make it as a species. I, I know we're not. But, hey, Eric Bischoff, you know. In the Hall of, of Fame. AEW, is, in the, is in the WWE Hall of Fame for 2021. So him and Mighty Molly Holly so far. You know what? I'm happy for Molly Holly. I, I'm really happy for I her. will say, I will say, like, to my own detriment, I didn't give her enough credit in her heyday. Because uh, obviously, she, was, she like, was one of a kind, and yeah. she really was stellar. She lost a lot because she was always willing to put the other women over. But if you noticed, yeah. she was always willing to do whatever it took. Like I, she she shaved her head to get on WrestleMania, just to be on Mania. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 story has been told over and over. But that shows, you know, the, the the severe dedication she had. And I read this, and you'll probably know if this is true or not. They announced 
Eric Bischoff's induction into the Hall of Fame on the anniversary of the last episode of Nitro? Yes, I believe because this was right before the WrestleMania 17. Right. I'm just, I'm just thinking like that's either a really cool, respectful thing or a last stitch little dig by Vince before he goes into the Hall of Fame. I don't think it was intentional, honestly. No. But you never know with them. Yeah. But because it it, it could be it could be seen as, it could be seen as a nice thing. Like it could be seen as like a really like significant date well, in his life. Vince is really pissed right now because he wanted to have the most participants at a live show since the pandemic began. Aren't they going for 45? Now they can only do 25. It was finalized at 25,000 apiece today. So tickets are going to go on sale tomorrow. Pre-sale started today. Scalpers already have most of the seats, so that sucks. But they're going on sale the 19th. But that's why they announced Monday that we're getting Drew versus Bobby Lashley. And we already know that it's Edge versus Roman, but we might have a triple threat out of that. Still, point being, the thing that bothers me, Brian Alvarez and others have said it, but you don't know if you're gonna. What if you can't afford both nights? You don't know which night is which. They're mm. not exchangeable or interchangeable. So if you only want to see Bobby Lashley's match and you buy night one, ends up being night two. That sucks. So that's why they should tell you, you know, you know what? the two main events or something. Normally, like. And I'm, and I'm not. It's all one night, so you no, don't have to choose. But no, normal. No, I was gonna say if we're gonna go with the two night format, normally I would agree with you. Normally I would want to be like, oh, I want to be here for this specific match, that specific match. Just and I'm and I'm being really forgiving right here, right now. I'll admit that. But right now, right where the world is, right what we're just coming out of, and we haven't had anything to go to in forever. If I got a ticket to WrestleMania, I wouldn't care what card oh, I was I know going you to. Wouldn't complain, but I would like. I really wouldn't. What if, what if Danny was a few years younger and she was obsessed with Roman Reigns, you know, or, yeah. or Daniel Bryan, and she, or Edge. She wants to see Edge come back, and she's, you know, so excited to see Edge. That's her favorite. You know, all right, I'm going to take you to WrestleMania. Oh, sorry, Edge was last night, sweetie. I, I didn't know he was night one. That's yeah. the down. Like, oh, no, no, for you. sure. Like, if, you're, if you want to go from a, from a kid's that, perspective, then yeah, obviously, yeah. Hard subject to change, and that's a huge nitpick. I know it's – but they should they should know – which match is going on which night at this point. At least give some Oh, and, and I'm sure they do. And match. I'm sure they do. But, uh, no, the other thing is for me and the way we look at things, and obviously because we do what we do, we've been – we watch wrestling different than somebody who just flips it on on a Monday and then goes to bed. Um, and the one thing, obviously, you've either had the empty arenas or you've had the Thunderdome or you've had the empty performance center or whatever – um, and we want to see, like, audiences on television still help your television viewing. I'm having a really hard time getting my words together for some reason. Um, <laughs> so, because we don't know what they're doing after WrestleMania, there is a little bit, like, for people like us, anyway, there, if you couldn't get tickets for both nights, there is a little bit to be gained by flipping on your TV one night and saying, ah, oh, I'm watching a show that has a crowd. And then on the other night being like, oh, I'm in the crowd. Awesome. Like, to have your television experience made better and then get to be part of the show. Like, to have both of those things equally elevated, I think there is an element to be gained there. There very well could be, so. Anyway, so Shane versus Braun, which isn't happening on tonight's, or on this Sunday's show, um... It, it was announced originally, well, not announced, but it was originally predicted to happen at Mania anyways. Yeah. 
So I don't know why they announced it for Fastlane. I thought it was amazing. I want there to be a. You know what I want there to be? I want there to be a segment at Fastlane with Shane calling out Braun. Oh, the match was called off for some reason, eh? But I'm here. Where's Braun? Da da da. And they use that as the reason to bring in, uh, bring back, sorry, Davicato. Yeah. And if you want to make the Mania match, Davicato versus Braun Strowman. I mean, it, almost, give, it, it gives it gives Braun Strowman another monster to go at, and if Davicato, that's his first proper introduction to the main roster, not just Raw Underground, that could be, like, it's not going to set the world on fire, but a nice little exhibition Haas fight type thing. Now, you, you mentioned Almas. I, I had a thought, and I didn't have it until this week. Look at the two biggest monsters to come out of Raw Underground, Right. Instead of wrestling again, how do we not have Shane McMahon managing the tag team of Amos and Davicato? Hmm, I'm not sure. Be, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, Davicato was great, and then he, like, fucked off. Yeah, he Amos, Amos just took, like, his... He just took Shane's, and Shane's, uh, AJ's side, randomly. Like, like but, like, they, they never explained it. Like AJ, but I'm not sure why they, a, they AJ Styles fucking found him on LinkedIn or something. Yeah, pretty like, much. <laughs> that's I'm how not that sure went. Why he added him in that way? Like it was just so. It was. Ne- it, I think it was intentionally never explained, but it was never. But can you imagine like two brand new monsters to the main roster, also managed by a like like a shot up little pipsqueak like Shane McMahon, and just let these guys like twonk people, because they don't have that big monster tag. They don't have the Viking Raiders right now. Uh, you know, for better or for worse, I know not they're not everybody's cup of tea, but like you don't have the authors of pain because I think they were released on Black Wednesday, right? Were they released? Um, I believe that that was then. Like, so you don't really, and I'm and I'm not putting them on this level, trust me, but you don't have that like big, you know, beefy Legion of Doom demolition type team in any of the divisions, really. Like, you could have had that with Heavy Machinery if they were a serious tag team, but, you know, one of them is, like, in the Abyss, and the other is teaming with Chad Gable now. But Chad yeah, Gable... Who's, who's now evil. But Chad Gable got his name back, so that's something. <laughs> like, everything guess, everything we hit on just goes to something else. To begin with. Everything we hit on just goes to something else that I could make fun of. There's no tag team title matches on this card. By the way, I mean, there's the women's title, tag title we're going to talk about in a second. The inferior women's tag team title, I should say. Um, but yeah, where do I want to start with matches that are actually happening? Let's uh, let's piss a lot of people off. Let's talk about Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. All right. I mean, right, I mean, you right know that you know this is right up my street. I love the Fiend. I love Alexa Bliss, and I love, I love all the, the ridiculousness. I'm just, I, it, they've been in like such a holding pattern since setting him on fire. I feel like it's been. Uh, usually I'm for a slow burn, but nothing really has progressed <laughs> at all. Pun intended? You know, pun in, absolutely intended. It's just like, uh, I I wish more had happened. Him coughing up some black stuff and then, I I don't know. It it, it just feels very I think it's an interesting, limited. like, call me the glass half full guy. I think it's a really cool thing. It's a really cool test for the Alexa Bliss character to be holding up this feud the way she's been, like sort of being Bray Wyatt's proxy in a way, or is or is like his harbinger. 
Um, the rumor initially was that Bray Wyatt took some time off because he was just hit really hard by the Brody Lee thing. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, even if it's not true, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch that with a ten foot pole because obviously we all still miss, you know, Brody Lee, and that was fucking terrible. Uh, Randy Orton is is gonna eat shit on this at the end of the day. Like Alexa Bliss, they're gonna put over the Fiend. They're gonna try and recreate and put over probably at WrestleMania. I think there's going to be, because they said intergender match, like it's specifically yes. listed as such. So I think there's going to be some type of physical altercation where Randy RKO's her, lights go out, yep. and then the fiend's in the place of Alexa. See, here's my problem with this, right? As much as I like the story, and as much as I love, you know, Alexa Bliss playing like the eternal final girl in this horror movie, and it's definitely B-movie schlock, and it definitely gets the same pass from me that the Haunted House match in NXT got a while ago that we, we went through. Uh, where I didn't like Grimes or I didn't like Loomis, but, like, this is meant to be cheesy, corny bullshit, pretty much. And, like, everything The Fiend is doing with Alexa Bliss is, like, B-movie horror, like, final girl shit. Yeah. Um, it's really weird that a lot of people are looking at the Fiend-Alexa Bliss thing and they're trying to spin it like it's a pedophile angle because they just don't like The Fiend. And I'm like, that's pretty terrible. Like, <laughs> like say you don't like the angle... Or say you don't like Alexa Bliss, because yeah, she, she is playing like a creepy kid from a thing, but like, you don't yeah, need to throw... I can understand the, the young child angle rubbing some people the wrong way, but... But like, don't go out there like saying like, what's his name, what's his real name, Wyndham Rotunda? Like, don't yeah. go out there like, especially with the social climate we've got right now, don't go around throwing around stuff like, you know, somebody's a pedophile, like that's exactly, fucked up. Exactly, make it sound like, because that's not what this is. And I mean, she for the act young, but it's supposed to be more yeah. like an innocence, you know, like a child playing. Yeah, like or she's not... possessed. And like yes. the intent, like it's one thing to do a really good role. It's a different set of skills that I think are going way under the radar to play something. And there's a reason I keep calling it like B movie horror. You can you can do good well. You have to, you to to be able to do cheesy well, and still come off with with some credibility. It is almost harder. And that's where I'm going to give it all the credit in the world. Now, me loving this story aside, I have concerns about this. Because one of two bad things is going to happen. Either this match is going to happen, and I'll tell you why that's bad in a minute, or it's not going to happen, and they've actually advertised an intergender match, which, if done properly, could be a cool thing for the women's division, and we could build on it, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that's yeah, going well, to happen. WWE does that all the time, where they actually they, they advertise something that they don't pull through with. So I would not be surprised. Yeah, but it, it'll, it'll take I on mean, a different tone, because it's the one thing that they've shied away from in the past couple of years, and this is where I flip my coin on this, is if they do... And if it's not just a, a bait-and-switch, if it's not just her baiting him to the ring and then the Fiend coming back, which will be cool, there will be some effects and fire, and maybe he'll have a new mask and all that kind of thing. If it is an actual match, it's going to be what WWE has given us the past two times, which was Reginald versus Sasha Banks. And I'm keeping my I'm keeping my bias of Sasha Banks out of this. But they had to, they had to script an entire match where he didn't get a single move off. Yeah, well, unfortunately. But Randy Orton has attacked females before. He's it's true. He's attacked Jax, he's attacked Alexa Bliss, Stephanie McMahon, list goes on. Right. What what bugged me about the Sasha Banks thing, and people are going, oh, it's just because it's Sasha Banks. I'm like, okay, my other example is going to be Becky Lynch, so hold on a second. 
Like, yeah. the guy went into that match, showed how athletic he is, showed that he could be doing his own thing and not be, like, passed around the women's locker room like a fucking dildo. And, like, he met, he choreographed himself an entire match where he didn't land a single punch, which is really, really, really bad. And then King you had... Corbin deep six Becky Lynch, you know, and that wasn't yep. that long ago. That wasn't that long ago, but it was the whole... It, even that was played off as, oh, it's a mixed tag. He wasn't supposed to do that. You know, that's not what we do here in WWE. The other example is Becky Lynch and James Ellsworth, where... Yes, but it still happened. It still where, well, happened. Yeah, but it did, and he actually got some stuff in. So and, they could have just said, oh, you can't do that, and then they'll back that. They could have found it. The fact that they let the, the man-on-woman violence happen at all yeah. is what gives me... But at the same time, it was um, very much... It was very much to appease the people that were upset that uh, he had messed up the women's ladder match, and it yes. was very much so that the feminists could say, "Ha ha ha! Oh, look, look there, that dude! Absolutely. Look that dude got beat up by a chick." There's and an it's agenda like, now. yeah, but I mean, you would you would never do it the other way. You wouldn't book Lana versus Brock Lesnar. So no, don't book. Not. So but don't tell don't tell me my representation in this thing, and because you know it's 2021, Jake, and representation is very important. Don't <laughs> don't tell me my representation is James Ellsworth. I'm pissed off at the world. I told you this was going to be a fun podcast. Hey, but you're not wrong, and that's the thing. And uh, you know, my point is this only fits within the realms of the storyline that they have created. So mm. that's why I'm not as apprehensive and and holding my you know breath that they'll they'll have some type of physicality. But I don't think it's going to be much. It's not going to be a full-fledged match. We'll see something happen or a start to happen, and then The Fiend is likely returning. You know what bugs me about it, too, right? So is people my, are... guess, my, my official prediction for no contest for this, by the way. Yeah. So. P- people are going to say that I, I, like, I'm ranting on about this and I don't want to see intergender wrestling. It's like, I actually do. And I want to see it done properly because it's been in brief stints before, before TNA went into the shitter. Like, they did some intergenders. They, they, uh, oh, who was it? It was the guy in TNA back in the day that reminds me a lot of Ray Phoenix now, and he took on Gail Kim. And it was the main event of an episode of Impact, and I was just like, why, why are we not doing this more? That led to my whole theory of if you want to introduce intergender wrestling, do it between the cruiserweight division and the women's division. Like, it's a bridge. Like, you don't go from zero to 100. You don't do, uh, you know, Tessa Blanchard versus The Rock. Tomorrow, you start off is it with Tiger Uno or Tiger, yes, uh, Tigre Uno. Yeah, that's Tigre who it was. Uno. I, like I said, I didn't watch Impact hardly at all, so I don't know names. I just I just remember it happening because they there was like this weird the World Title Series. Yeah, the weird the weird multi layer tournament, and there were guys yeah. and girls in it, and you knew a guy was going to face a girl eventually. And is because I'm used to WWE, I was like, is this going to be a shit show? But like, you don't have to tell me that in the next two weeks on Raw, we're going to get. You know, Charlotte Flair versus, I don't know, Orlando Jordan. Like, just two big, athletic, built-up-enough people that could throw on a great match. But you know what? Give me... Hell, I'll give I'll give you somebody that everybody everybody likes. Give me Naomi versus Ricochet. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Something, I mean, Ricochet's not a cruiserweight, but you get, you get my idea. Exactly. And of course, you you would have to do what people have always said. You'd have to make sure that, you know, all the parties are consenting, you know, guys are going to have a certain opinion about laying their hands on a chick. And some chicks, you know, have stuff in their life where they would rather not be in a situation where they're being physical with a guy. And you have to build in all kinds of, hey, let's make sure if we're doing this, everybody is okay with it. But that should go up. But that should go across the board for anybody that's facing anybody anyway. 
do you think they have that conversation every time Nyla Rose has to have a match with somebody in AEW? And I'm not just sing, and I'm not just singling her out for the reasons that people think, but there's people that are going to feel a certain way, and I'm sure they do, and I'm sure they, I'm sure they do to a certain degree. I'm sure like Jade Cargill is walking around slapping everybody with her dick, and it's fine. <laughs> but I just, I wish, I wish they would do it, and I wish they would do it properly, because I think both sides of that equation could surprise a lot of people, and it's just, I don't think it's anything it we're, we're ever going to see. It could be something special, that's the thing, but... And you would think they would be more likely to do it on a pay-per-view, like where they don't have TV companies breathing down their necks, etc., where they you would think they get to breathe a little more because it's their own service. I mean, well, unless you live in the States where they belong to Peacock now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, anyways, so my prediction is, you know, they get down to the ring, Crispy Fiend comes out, it's fine, they set up a match for Mania. I hope it's not cinematic, everybody's saying it's going to be... I think it's another Firefly Funhouse. I think... Even do... with people being there, people are like, no, it won't be because there's people there again. I'd be and pissed. I'm, like, I'm telling you... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I, I, I'd be if pissed. If they finally have people, I'd rather have them in, in front of fans. They're even having people no longer not wrestle during commercial breaks, so they get used to it again. Because they were taking breaks during commercials yeah. that weren't picture in picture. I'm sorry if it's the first if it's the first if, if it's the first time we've been allowed to have live fans in an arena, and I bought like ridiculous hundred dollar tickets to that show because it's the first show I've been. dollar tickets for the cheap seats, yeah. Yeah, I if I buy tickets to see, and, and it's and it's a and it's a cinematic match, I you're telling me that I paid money to risk my health, let's be real, and sit in a stadium and watch a match happen on the screen. Like yeah, I, exactly. I would be. I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I would be livid. Like, I, that's just I, me. I, that's that's almost not worth being there. Yeah, I mean, trust me. As the person that's gonna be home watching it, I'm gonna be watching it on my TV. As a, as we've proved over the past year, cinematic matches can be a lot of fun. Specifically, the Firefly Funhouse, and to watch it from home. I would enjoy it because the John Cena thing was was so good because they threw themselves into it and it was creatively really great. But holy yeah. fuck, that live that live audience! You're you're gonna come back from that screen and that live audience is gonna be booing. Oh, I'm I, sure. I guarantee it. And we've seen I, that happen quite a few times. Remember the um, uh, the House of Horrors match? Even uh, though it finished in the ring, like it, people were booing the hell out of that and. Yeah, and that was just because it was bad, not because people actually felt legitimately ripped off. Well, there was time. Well, no, people were complaining because they had to watch it on a screen. That's happened yeah. quite a few times. So, yeah, I I just think everything is so much more elevated by the fact that we haven't been able to do anything in a year, and yeah, this that's, is the first that's time. What it's coming down to so now, people are just like, "Fuck it, I'll do whatever." Yeah, that's where the argument of, "Hey, what match is happening on what night?" Because I'm not buying a ticket to the show that has the cinematic match on it. I'll watch that at home. Uh, well, that could be people's complaint, too. Think about it. And now they're like, shit, I can't, you know, I don't know what what night I can't go to or shouldn't go to. You know what it is as well? I'm thinking another way they could piss me. If, because, you know, it is, like, to be fair to them, like, anything can happen at any time, especially with the way things are right now. You know, it's always card subject to change. If they advertise certain matches for certain nights and for whatever reason have to move them. I think that's why they're not going to tell you what's on what night. Because they'd rather have you be frustrated that you don't know than even create a potential situation where they had to lie to you. Probably. 
Um, anyways, so we spent a whole lot of time on a match that we don't think is really going to be a match. Yeah, pretty think- much. But hey, I think we both agree it'll be a non-contest and or no contest, and will lead to Mania. That's the point. Just like Shane and Braun heading to Mania. Then we have Big E and Apollo Cruz for the IC title. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I really just like I just thought Apollo. of something. I just thought I just thought of something because two or three nights before this, we're getting a takeover. The takeover already looks fucking fantastic. That it does. Do you think before takeover and Uh, before Mania? You mean not not Fastlane? Yeah, before before Mania. Yeah, Um, I was getting confused too. Do you think because we've got a title match? It was announced last night or two nights ago by the time this video goes up because we're doing our time travel thing. Uh, we do know that the main event for TakeOver Stand and Deliver is going to be Cross versus Balor. Mm-hmm. And they're both sort of like Balor's got the demon, uh, Cross with Scarlet is kind of like spooky adjacent. Do you think either one of them maybe hops over to another show, tries to get a quick jab in on The Fiend as, hey, this is what I'm willing to do to this guy that I don't even have an issue with, what do you think I'm going to do to you? And the guy that injured Finn Balor and was the sort of catalyst for him going back to NXT is the Fiend. And he's mm-hmm. gone through t- another transformation since then. So I don't think that's going to happen. Remember, we were saying a long time ago there were rumoring uh, Fiend and Bliss versus Cross and Scarlet. I don't think that's going to happen. But a little bit of crossover little bit of uh, revenge on the main roster for the whole tag team women's title debacle. I don't know. Regal sends somebody to fuck with uh, Pierce's show because Pierce fucked with their show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I've just, I just suddenly got this feeling that we're all building up towards this Orton and, and Fiend thing. And it really does feel that way. And somebody, I don't know whether it necessarily... seems like it's been that way for yeah. quite some time, obviously, but... I could see somebody, not necessarily somebody from NXT, that's a pipe dream on my part, but I could see somebody else looking at The Fiend and being like, hey, if I want people to be scared of me, I'll go take out the scariest guy in the room, and do we get a huge swerve, and the people that don't want to see Orton and Fiend get something else maybe potentially intriguing... I don't know I'm, who that. I'm would sure be. it turns into a match at Mania, but but is there yeah. anything that this could lead to that isn't? You know, not that I can think yeah. of. Where I mean, we go I mean, if if the fiend gets dragged off in a different direction, and we have to replay Fastlane at WrestleMania, and we do get a legitimate Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss proper intergender match. Oh, Randy Orton's gonna job out to the Sparkle Splash, isn't he? Right. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, it's not it terrible. Is bad, Bliss but, is awesome. but what I'm saying is, is like, well, even jokes aside, where where would Orton go if not for the Fiend? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they could just like it's Vince. They could just throw him back in the title picture. Like, I guess, but that's bloated as is right now. Uh, with what they're trying to do with it? Keith well, Lee's missing. Freaking Andrade's missing. Alistair well, Andrade's missing. Andrade. Well, Alistair Black is persona non grata at this point. I yeah, think. And, well, they, but that's my point. They have these talents that they could have been utilizing for ages yeah. now that you know have been missing. But the thing action, is, though, you so. start you start because um, I I I like Randy Orton to a certain degree. You know exactly what you're getting from a Randy Orton match. Uh, and I have a lot of respect for him in a lot of ways, but you start ramming off those other people like the Keith Lees and the Alistair Blacks and the Andrades and whatever, and as much respect as I have for Randy Orton, I'd rather see those guys facing each other than any of them facing Randy Orton. And that's 
maybe that's a little limiting in my in the scope of what I'm looking at, but maybe. I like people will shoot me people will shoot me for saying this, but surprise appearance by John Cena and they run it back one more time. <laughs> I wouldn't hate Cena showing up. Yeah. I really like Cena at this point. I've been impressed and enjoying him for several years now. Yeah. Which blows me away. I didn't think I would. Just like I didn't see myself enjoying Roman, you know, until they both kind of changed. Oh, fuck. How good Cena is Roman right now? was able to lose and make fun of himself and, and kind of yeah. own the ridiculousness that was Super Cena. Oh, and yeah. Roman was able to address his extreme push and how ridiculously unfair mm-hmm. that was. And I'm, I'm the guy that's everything. I'm the guy that every time somebody's booking a WrestleMania, like, what do we what do we want to see at WrestleMania next year? I used to do it with Christian and Guapo all the time. And I always threw in at the top of the card. I want to see. I need to see Triple H and The Rock one more time. Like I, I need. I wouldn't. I need to see Triple H and The Rock time. one more time. So if if that's the feud before this feud, then the next feud down is Randy Orton and John Cena, or Randy Orton and Edge, or sorry, or John Cena and Edge. John but Cena, Ed, yeah. but but Edge is already spoken for. So if you can't get rock versus triple h sort of the next generation down is orton versus cena and again like i said before it's one of those things where you can just say hey guys we're running it back one more time for the good times and you don't have to manufacture a reason for it to happen give me the graphic give me the match on the night and i know that goes so ag- that goes so against what wrestling fans usually do oh we want to see the story we want to see the build we want to see the promos and da 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 and but, like, John Cena's going to do a funny promo, and Randy Orton is going to do a, John, let me tell you what I'm going to do to you at WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> see, you can already do it. We're all going to set our watches by it, and we'll, by WrestleMania 28 or 38, he'll actually be there. Um, I don't know, man. Orton. You fiend. see, they want The Rock to do this sooner now. Originally, they wanted to hold off till Hollywood WrestleMania 39, Hollywood. But now, I guess it might be happening at SummerSlam this year. They're hoping because The Rock has political aspirations now. Oh, good lord! Somebody mentioned the governor of California. Other people saying he'll run for president. You know. Hey, 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 hey! I don't know why he would even think about running in 2024. We all know who's gonna make. <laughs> The biggest comeback. Huge, <laughs> huge pop. The WWE Hall of Famer himself. Huge, huge. The pop is going to be huge. Huge. Trump can say that The Rock is not in the Hall of Fame. And sleepy Joe Biden is going to do a blade job. Except <laughs> except it's going to be a Guerrero blade job. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, she's not a blade job. She's just a gash. Anyways, moving oh. on. Uh, I got... Yeah, we were saying Apollo Crews turned heel <laughs> on Big E, and I'm I'm really liking what they're doing with Apollo Crews. It's not like, oh, turn everybody heel, it works. But with him, he's been so stale because he was never a believable face, especially with how he was treated. He, You know, there's there's some faces that can come out and be like, damn, I lost. But you know what? I almost got him. I'm going to do it again. Apollo Crews was getting destroyed and trying to smile. Like, I'm there was so... no reason for him to be happy. I, lo- I love it. And we're seeing the serious side of Big E as well. Uh, which is which is nice. Uh, Big E's getting. I, I was split. I don't know about you. I don't. I don't want either person to lose here. I don't want Apollo Cruz not to win the title, but I don't want Big E to to you know not retain. So it was like Jesus. How do we pull this I'm, off? I'm I'm not worried about Big E so much because I think he's in a very similar boat to Bobby Lashley in the sense that yeah. if he drops his mid card title, he's moving up. 
Yeah, I, I I would like to say you take a power cruise, you have him win here. He defends it in a ladder match at Mania that Big E's a part of. Big E gets a big spot at this year's Mania in the ladder match, looking like a real beast, and then they can build him up over the next you know six to eight months to be in the main title picture. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that's the best thing to do with this. I think they're, I and I usually keep this this compliment for. Triple H and maybe one or two other guys, but I think Big E is getting into this category as well. I've always said Triple H is the best at flipping the coin. He can come out at the beginning of the night, do an opening segment with DX with the with the glow sticks and the crotch chopping, and tell everybody to suck it and bring out a big water bottle that doesn't really shoot water, and it's all good. And he can still come out at the end of the night with the sledgehammer and cave in Mick Foley's head on the same show. And yeah, both exactly. of those sides are equally believable. And I think if they amp up Big E, pro- and he, obviously Big E's a babyface, so it's slightly different. But I think, I think they're taking him into that sort of duality, and that is really something to be applauded. And that He's is another Drew-type babyface where he can be serious and mm-hmm. that happy-go-lucky positive force as well. I don't. He, but he I, gets mad. He gets. He can be real. But I don't think that flex would have happened if the the. I know New Day are haven't officially like broken up, but they're not moving no, as but a if, unit. But if he didn't split from the other two, yeah, he would never have been able to to you know kind of spread his wings. Absolutely. Yeah. He even but said, "I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Apollo Cruz here." You're yeah. saying Big E retains or? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I do want to uh, put a quick thing out because it's been publicized. Big E's doing this big uh, fundraising thing right now because he's trying to get uh, an animated Black History series up off the ground. Uh, so What Culture did a charity uh, gaming stream with him, and that one of the questions that was asked is, uh, you know, are you and uh, Woods and, and, and Kofi ever going to fight? He's like, no, we're going to be the team that actually – stays together we're gonna be you know like the the band of brothers that like we know we, we don't have to be a team but we got each other's backs if we see each other if we cross paths at wrestlemania it's not gonna be like red shirt blue shirt and we take each other out like yeah like we're gonna be i think that's pretty cool and he and he says he wants to cling to that he said uh he said something to the effect of if we can carry that all the way through until all three of us retire me retire that'll be one of his best accomplishments and i thought you know what that's pretty fucking cool that is like, a great thing to accomplish. Why does everybody have to split up every single time? The Shield did not need to split up. They're another yeah. one that could. Well, the thing gone is, ahead. the thing is, they have they have split up because he's doing his own thing. They're doing but their what own. I'm saying as they don't, enemies, like, but they, they don't, don't have, have to. Break up. You don't have, have to fight. Break up. You don't have to fight to go your own ways. Yes, yes, that's um, what I'm saying exactly. Although I would like to see it, like if they, like say, in a non-confrontational sense, like if. They brought back King of the Ring, and they happened to meet up with each other through yeah, the brackets of the rivalry, but, like, but, but a, a competitive rivalry, not a nasty yeah. one. Exactly, or or just the, the the mere fact that they were on opposite sides of the ring, so the people that want that can get it, but there's still Sheamus, a team at the end of the day. Sheamus, excuse me, turning heel was so bizarre the way they handled oh my it God. because they just beat the hell out of each other two weeks before and then made up. So what what made this different? Anyways, so I do. I do think Big E retains here. Okay. I I have the strangest feeling somewhere between here and Mania he's going to lose it. I imagine that Mania he'll yeah. lose. What do you What do you think? Like uh, we've talked about the fact that Apollo turned heel, but what do you think about his gimmick? Like this this uh, Nigerian royalty thing? Because so I far it's working for me. I really I, I really like it. 
but again, I, I keep saying this, you know, the world we live in today, it's becoming a cliche thing for me to say. I'm surprised that people aren't coming down on it as being stereotypical. I thought people would, would hate it as well yeah. or at least condemn it or, you know, try and cancel it. But no, that's not the case. And yeah. I think because he's treating it with dignity and respect and, and being... When he came out with the spear, I was like, oh, people are going to hate this. I thought they would, but that wasn't the reaction. Yeah. And he's doing such a good job with it that I think it's working well. Yeah, And he's changed his whole... Like, you can change, you know, the way you speak. You can change, like, your actions, and you can start doing bad things instead of good things. But, like, he's changed his physical presence. Like, the way he carries himself has completely changed. And I... That's, yeah, that's not... A couple times. That's not... That's not an easy thing. Like, it's no. really not... And they've put a little bit of a... Like, a drum beat into his music, so it's still him but it's going back into his, his heritage type thing. I think the whole thing's really great. I think these guys, you know, the cliche, like, two bulls are going to run into each other, because I don't think, as a heel, you're going to see as much of the flippy shit from Apollo. No, Because that's, generically speaking, you sort of lose, you lose the plead, the crowd-pleasing uh, that's offense. That's usually always a, a face, yeah. you know, goal. So I think so. they're going to be more straight on at each other, and I think it's going to be a different kind of fight. I think it's going to be yeah, really good. Absolutely. As I say, I think I don't I don't know how I've come to this, but I am going to stick with it. Biggie retains tonight. He loses it sometime between now and WrestleMania, and maybe okay. he's still in the hunt at WrestleMania as like a la- um, like like they do with a NXT champion. Like they lose their title and then they come back for their one rematch and then they fail and then they go to the main roster. In this case, he's going to lose the title. He's going to try and get it back at WrestleMania, fail spectacularly, and then ascend to the to the main event. Because I don't think I don't think they're going to wait as long as SummerSlam. If you want me to be completely honest with you. Um, they might not. I could see them not waiting that long. But... The, other, the other thing that's floating around is uh, because they had like one sit-down meeting once, this new heel Apollo being loosely associated with uh, with Roman and the head table. I... I, I yeah, and, and plus two on the SmackDown side of things, obviously we haven't seen SmackDown yet, so before we get into the next match we have a, you know the implications there, but... Also being discussed is Ziggler and Rude, who I forgot were the tag team champions on SmackDown. Yeah. They might be defending their titles against the Street Profits. If that does end up occurring, I think that the Street Profits will win, but they won't win the titles. They'll win via... They'll win by DQ. Yeah. And then they'll continue the feud for them to have some type of match at Mania. You know what? In in front of fans. (sighs) If they have the match. It's not guaranteed, but that's been rumored, so... I can't say I'm particularly excited about that, but I don't mind that. They're not really making too many terribly big moves with the tag team championships on either brand, really. But on the night, night, to kill ten minutes, you got four guys in there. You know exactly what to expect from all four of them. It's going to be good. It's going to be like you'll love the match while it's happening. You'll forget it as soon as it's over type thing. Yeah, because the Street Profits are usually entertaining, and Ziggler and Root are... You know, I, pretty I, impressive mostly. I don't know how they're not more prominently featured. I love the team of Ziggler and Rude. See, I think I'm just not crazy about them because I'm so over Ziggler at this point in time. Yeah, me too. But you know what though? Like I think I think they work for me because they they've shit the bed with these two characters in two very different ways, right? Like Ziggler 
went forever. Like, Ziggler became the reference for anybody that, you know, never really wins the big one but makes everybody else look great. And then it sort of became, okay, he's going to have a great match, and he's going to lose, or he's going to go up against Goldberg, and he's going to ragdoll, or he's going to do this, or he's going to do that. He's going to put up a really good spunky fight, which is not something you want to say about a heel. And then yeah, you've got Bobby Roode, who, I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, I was there at TakeOver Toronto 2, when the entire like qu- uh, church choir sung him to the ring for his title match. Yeah, that was in- incredibly crazy. How the fuck over was this guy? Same thing with Nakamura. Same thing with... I, I remember Nakamura's debut where he came out to interrupt uh, The Miz mm-hmm. on the main roster. Oh, with the guy with the notes. violin? Yep. Because <laughs> the, they brought that guy with the violin to SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, to SmackDown for the introduction, and the crowd was... Insane. Uh, beyond insane. Mm. So. Oh, there's so many people that I bring up, and I'm like, how did this fall so far from grace? Yeah. But so it's just, as, as I started to mention before with Sheamus, he and Drew have this match. It's a singles match. There's no stipulation. There's no point says, to this. What, why? 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 I, obviously, Drew has to win because he's heading to Mania against Bobby Lashley. This should be a number one contenders match. At least then there's an intriguing you know, pre- premise to this. There's no reason to, to tune into this. We've seen essentially everything both these men have to offer, and they did so much to poison and destroy their bodies the other day. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. And then they had that ridiculously bona fide, stupid ending running into each other to knock each other out for no contest. <laughs> the Simpsons I mean, characters with the pots yes. on their heads. <laughs> yes, exactly. Botchamania nailed it. Here's the funny thing, too, right? I hope this is nowhere near the main event. Only the male side. I hope this is nowhere near the main event, but again, like, I, and I hate to keep saying this because, I'm sorry, like, you know me, you know where my enthusiasm comes from when we're talking about an NXT show. I can laugh about this show because I don't care about it nearly as much. Like, no, but Drew, 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 Drew should be defending his title that he just won. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I have to disagree with you there, like, in the sense of... He's got his own Paul Heyman in MVP, so for him to be like, we all know. Okay, first of all, in in, if in he our politics his way out of it, Spaz, then, then let them show that. I make, I, make I think I think MVP's built himself Heyman. up enough in this manager character that I was already running on that assumption. And yes, again, so you that's, have to assume and put yeah. that in. They they didn't make this. You know, but, Bob, but you know what the thing is, though? Options, so. I, I don't want Bobby Lashley on this show, and that's not a dig at Bobby Lashley. Like, we all know, and this is the thing, like, all the all the wrestling fans and all the YouTubers and podcasters and all that are saying the same thing about this show. We don't have to talk about this show. We know why this show is happening. This yes. is the test run for Peacock. Exactly. They, and, had, and they had to throw something on the show so that people would buy it. But they had options. They could have had the match that they had on Raw. On here, they could have had yep. Drew, or yep. excuse me, Sheamus take on Bobby Lashley, not have Lashley fight on Raw at all, mm-hmm. have his first title defense, or or not have the frickin' Lumberjack match and have him beat The Miz on pay-per-view and win the title on pay-per-view, not Raw. Then go into Mania saying, holy shit, this was unexpected. You know, that kind of, give that. Yeah, oh, I know. No, we, we don't, so he's not there. I know. Now the Shane match is canceled. Granted, no one's looking forward to it, but still, yeah. they're changing things. Uh, we've got the the Drew and Sheamus match, which is obvious that they have to have Drew win. There, there's, you know, 
Uh, Randy Orton's going to be a no contest. Big E and Apollo will be a very good match, thankfully. Huh? Same with Roman and Daniel Bryan. But the rest of it, you know, out of, out of two out of six matches or five matches, you're like, are, are worth looking forward to. One of which you're like, okay, the other one should be a bit better. But that, there's no big highlight. There's nothing to really force you to tune in here. There's no must see. Yep. As where you look back and how important the pay per view before Mania was, that lets you know who was going to be the champion going into Mania. We knew Stone Cold was going to face whoever, but we didn't know who held the title at that year of 15. You know, first it was Mick Foley, then it was The Rock, and it was back and forth, and that, you know, that that pay-per-view, and then the subsequent afterwards, those were important. Yep. No, you're you're completely right. You're you're completely right. I'm letting you roll this boulder down the hill, because I agree with you 100%, but I'll tell you something, though. First of all, if if you ask my opinion... We would have WrestleMania back in March, not in April. I know th- I know why they do it, because they do open-air stadiums and they want the nicer weather and all that sort of thing. Two things would happen if I had my way if, if, with, the, with the WWE card. You stick Rumble at the end of February. You stick WrestleMania at the beginning of March. You don't do – or sorry, January, end of January is Rumble. Beginning of March is WrestleMania. You don't do a pay-per-view at all in February because you don't need to, because there shouldn't be a pay-per-view between uh, the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, because Royal Rumble sets the table for WrestleMania. You shouldn't need to create your second world title match, because there shouldn't be a second world title. Yes. Now there they, should now, be undertitles, mid-cards, tag teams. Right. No, of course. There should not have been another women's tag team title when they have, you know, there shouldn't have been NXT women's tag titles if oh. they have the women's tag titles. They should have done what the, they did with the 205 Live Cruiserweight title and made those women tag titles the NXT women's tag team titles. Mm-hmm. And they could have had them then go on other brands, too. But no. that should have been an NXT. I wanted, I wanted NXT to float to get more, more uh, exposure for NXT. But when I saw what happened on that episode of NXT... And I saw what the main roster type of influence was going to be on NXT. I was like, "Fuck and no!" How they look down on NXT. Not not how they took, but they just the the Vince looks down on. NXT. He does. He does. But There's when you brought when you brought main roster characters to NXT and main roster authority figures to NXT, you brought uh, main roster storytelling to NXT. So no, I've completely reversed. On that, keep those floating titles as the floating main roster titles and leave my titles where they are. And I'm not just saying that because they're around the sexy goddamn waists of Ember Moon and my girl Shotzi Blackheart. It's because I don't want any more main roster poison in my show. Because, I'm sorry, I just finished, we gave AEW a bunch of credit at the beginning of this podcast, but NXT is still my show. Don't fuck with it. I didn't exactly. re- I didn't review that episode of NXT if, 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 if for everybody that was paying attention. Um, but anyway, so first of all, there shouldn't be anything between Rumble and Mania. Second of all, they've made Chamber part of the Mania build like the Rumble is part of the Mania build. I can deal with that. This, what we're talking about tonight, is irrelevant. You know what this is? This is an extra episode of Monday Night Raw before WrestleMania. And that's how I have to look at it. And that's be- me being really defeatist and probably more acceptingly negative than I should be. But you know what? I'm going to see some fun 
with Drew and Sheamus. They're going to kick the shit out of each other. It'll be good. I'm going to get the spooky ridiculousness with the Alexa Bliss and Fiend thing. And then we're going to turn around and we're going to get another episode of SmackDown with great matches like Big E and Apollo Crews, which is going to be great. The women's tag match we're going to talk about in a second is going to be garbage because of the people involved. And then we're going to get Roman and Daniel Bryan, which we will save till the end, which isn't going to hurt anybody's feelings. We're going to get... What we're getting in Fastlane is they've taken an extra episode of Raw and an extra episode of SmackDown, they've smashed them together, and put it up on the network as a test pilot. And if it, if it sounds like I don't give a shit, it's because I kind of don't. <laughs> like, it's main roster, and WrestleMania will still be WrestleMania, and we'll get there when we when we get there. And that's a big ramble for me to say that I don't really care about this show. I'm kind of coming up here to laugh at the show, but I but that all being said... That's making me incredibly permissive, and you are absolutely not wrong in anything you've said. I think you hit it on the head. But I just, for anybody out there that's wondering why I'm sort of shrugging it all off, it's it's how the main roster makes me look at it these days. And I, and I hope that makes sense to people out there. I, I get it. I get what you're going for, yeah. so. So, let's, uh, let's swallow our poison. The... <laughs> WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Why is Shayna Baszler not in the Raw Women's Title picture? I I don't know. <laughs> I, I I wish I had any logical, sensible answer for any of this, but I don't. I, I don't. I don't like, understand the main roster women's division at all whatsoever. They had a huge rivalry between Bailey and Sasha, and they ruined that with everything that happened with Reginald and Carmella. They had Asuka on this big tear, essentially, for a little bit. I mean, they just handed her the belt to begin with, so it wasn't like a super impressive victory. But she gets the belt back, and with the whole Bailey and Sasha feud going on there, Kyrie Sane's gone, and now it's like, ugh, we're getting, you know... None of it feels anything but lackluster. There's no, no, nothing stands out. There's nothing special. Nia and Shayna being the women's tag champs don't feel special. They don't feel like they've, they've earned them or really deserve them. They've won some matches, but most of their competitors have been very, very, you know, just non-worthwhile individuals. Beating Lana doesn't mean crap. Same with beating Naomi at this point. Yes, Naomi is a former champion, but she's not being treated as such, certainly. Now taking them against Sasha Banks and Bianca. Bianca wins the Women's Rumble, so it's more of that reluctant partner teaming. How are they going to screw each other over? I don't see Sasha or Bianca winning here because Sasha already has the tag, uh, the women's title. Excuse me, Getting the tag belt does nothing for their feud, for Mania. It just sets things back. You don't need to have them win it here and then lose in another week. That's stupid. So Nia and Shayna lose due to Sasha and Bianca's miscommunication, which leads to them facing off at Mania, and Nia and Shayna can lose the tag titles at Mania to another tag team. Probably Lana and Naomi, I guarantee. I'm going to surprise you, Jake. Go for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise you a whole bunch. And <laughs> uh, people can hear me smirking over their headphones, which is really bad. kind of want Sasha Banks and uh, Bianca Belair to win this. You know why? You really do. You know why? Why? Because I want my girls to go to Survivor Series and kick the shit out of them, title versus title. 
I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think that would be awesome, and then they can unify the belts and be done with the yes. women's one and yes. just keep the NXT titles. That would. I'll be tell famous. you. I'll tell you real, real quick how you solve the Raw women's title situation for for WrestleMania, or how I would do it at least. All right. Oscar comes out, cuts a cuts a small promo basically saying ah you know you, oh you thought i was going to be gone after you kicked the teeth out of my my mouth you know i'm, I'm not done with you whatever right 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 shana challenges her for wrestlemania flair yeah. comes out because it's flair says well you don't get a title shot i get a title shot and oscar is my tag team partner and my friend so she'll give me a title shot and oscar will kind of nod and shana will challenge her for a number one contendership and shana versus charlotte on raw for a number one contendership would be a great match in and of itself but charlotte flair gets fucked over by a debuting rhea ripley because they have unfinished business you go with sense you go with flair and ripley in an exhibition at wrestlemania so ripley can get her win back and then you get Baszler versus Oscar for the title. Perfect. How do they miss this? <laughs> I, I just don't get it's it. It's really not hard. <laughs> it's really not hard. And then you put the uh, the Iconics back together, and the Iconics two on one kick the shit out of Nia Jax, get the titles, and you know Sasha Banks and Belair get them by Survivor Series, and then they get their asses handed to them by. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, who bring both sets of belts back to NXT as trophies. Hey, <laughs> I could write this shit. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, when all that's said and when all that's said and done, all the crowd has gone home. Nia Jax is still lying in the middle of the ring. Lana comes out <laughs> with a forklift, lifts her up, her up puts her, her through time. the table. <laughs> Drops her through two tables, not just oh, one. My Christ. Then drags her to the back. No, they use the scissor lift that AEW used to almost kill Matt Hardy. Ooh, now we're talking. Nice. Then put Add her in a... some thigh slaps, and we really got to quite the, quite the finish. Have you seen the thigh slap T-shirt? Yeah, I'm not even gonna Don lie. Callis like, put out. it lo- is funny. Is I, it a Don Callis thing or a Kenny Omega thing? It's a Don Callis shirt, essentially. Oh, it could be a Kenny okay. thing, but Don is selling it on his... I, okay, I, th- I thought it was a Kenny thing, because I was going to be like, Kenny Omega can kiss my ass most of the time, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had the barbed wire explosive match list as a Kenny shirt, but proceeds were going to him and Moxley from what I saw, so... Oh, yeah, the the actual, like... Because Moxley the... had his name on the shirt, too. He was wearing it, and people were like, oh, keep kayfabe alive, way to advertise Kenny. I'm yeah, like, it, it was it was it was basically Kenny. like a like an old school fight card shirt. Exactly, that's what they were uh, going uh, for, you cool. know, the flyers. So, and then of course, last but not least, we have Edge and Jay Uso. They're going to go and attack each other on SmackDown this Friday. So after we will already know who wins this, but I'm imagining Edge beats Jay Uso. They can't yeah. have Edge lose this early to Mania no. you know, before Mania. So Edge will be the special guest enforcer between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. I can see Edge costing Daniel or Roman the match. Mm. Most likely Daniel in this turning into a triple threat at Mania. Which I think could be excellent. With the three people involved, Edge, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns, could be something special. And I'm not crazy about triple threats, but yeah. for some reason this excites me. So Somebody Again, mentions... I'm going to pick a, a scurry finish. This close yeah. to Mania, Roman's not losing regardless. And I don't think they'll beat Daniel Bryan clean right now. No. I, somebody mentioned this to me the other day, and I've heard it in, said in a couple different ways on various podcasts and whatever. Do you think Daniel Bryan runs the risk of overshadowing 
Edge at WrestleMania if he's involved in that match. Because the Edge return story should be the happiest, you know, biggest swelling thing on the card. But it should be, but... He's sort of been a dick, they, in a way. They're not booking him great. I would have held off him choosing or being involved much till after Mania. But also, but also they've fired they've 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 fired up Daniel Bryan again, where he went he went on a big long tear where he was making everybody else look great, which gets him the real life exactly. respect of all the fans. But um, all they've done is bet Daniel Bryan and make Roman look more like a credible badass. They haven't yeah. helped Edge really, which is the dangerous part here because he should be one of the big attractions. So. And the fact that he is the rightful number one contender because he is the one that won the Rumble should carry more weight than it does, but nothing. Because of the past year that we've had, nothing carries the right amount of weight. Do you, do you notice that? Like, and it's and it's not for anybody's lack of trying. Like, Edge has obviously done whatever he's done to come back. Uh, Roman's been through what he's been through. Plus, he's pulling off this new character. Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan. I mean, you you could look at anybody up up and down this card or up and down their roster. Even the ones that I don't like, everybody has survived the year and done the best they can to whatever degree they can to get us to a show with fans again. Right. So I don't really, as much as, like I say, like I'll toss my shit at Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair and all that kind of thing. I don't really want to think about anybody being overshadowed when they finally get to be back in front of a crowd, but edge among the top should be the biggest crowd favorite in that arena just for his personal story. And, and I think, and I think, Daniel Bryan's going to outshine him both as a character and as the real person who's gone out there and, and done so much for all the other guys. And it's it's very weird to say that. And third wheel to that is this great current heel Roman Reigns head of the table universal champion and the sort of the group that he's forming around him. And... Yeah. If he's the third on the wheel and he's doing as great as he's doing, this is going to be great regardless. I really, absolutely. What I think the dangerous I, thing is, other than I think the, it will be good, like you're saying. I'm just hoping they. I think they any combination you get of these guys is going to be great. Is the problem is, is I think we're a little bit spoiled for choice. Like Brian versus Roman this Sunday will be great. Brian versus Roman versus Edge at Mania would be great. Roman versus Edge would be great at WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan goes off and maybe does something else. I don't know. I am, I do legitimately think that they're doing a disservice if they don't give Jey Uso specifically something to do at WrestleMania. And I don't mean being Roman's sidekick or his enforcer on the outside or whatever, because as much as Roman Reigns has stepped up since he's been back, Jey Uso as a single star, I think has almost stepped up as much. So if he doesn't have something to do at Mania, like if Daniel Bryan, if it, if it doesn't become a triple threat match, give us another round of Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I would be too. No doubt about it. I mean, no matter what, you, you like you said, any one of those combinations should be pretty excellent. It's just a matter of how they book it to get us there. I mean, I mean, actually, you know what? I will, I will throw it to you. Say, say they do make this this triple threat match into a triple threat match. Like you got Roman, you got Daniel Bryan, you got Edge. There's your main event for one of the nights. What would you do with Jey Uso? Hmm. On the spot, I'm not really sure. I would have to. 
I don't know. I, I have kind of a, a, a brain fart this time because I've gone through so many title booking scenarios, but... If Apollo I mean, isn't if Apollo isn't successful, yeah, and Big E stays champion, then that's where he could go. But I'm, I had Apollo winning yeah. there, so I'm trying to think. Offhand, I'm not sure, but I, I know there's a lot you can do with him. So, I mean, a triple threat match is ideally two heels and one babyface. You could do Big E, Apollo, Jey Uso. Exactly. And then you've got Jey Uso, who's directly associated with Roman Reigns, Apollo, who's potentially loosely associated with Roman Reigns. I know I mentioned that a second ago. I don't want him to be, like, part of Reigns' family all of a sudden, but for them to be two different sort of heel elements that sort of have, like, a nodding respect between the two would be an interesting dynamic to play with as well. Like, he's not in Absolutely. the he's not in the Samoan family but he has he has a respect for roman and his family and they they partner up when they throw random hey two faces and two heels have to fight each other matches like he's it, he has an, an outsider's connection to them i think you, you could play around a lot with that so yeah this... you, you certainly could but i i think it's for me prediction i'm saying this is a another no contest due to edges interference and then from there, it leads to a triple threat at Mania. What, what's your final say-so? Uh, I don't know. You're saying Roman retains or Daniel Bryan? It would be, it would be the biggest swerve they could do to put the title on Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. I know they want to do something huge to launch Peacock and whatever. It would be the weirdest sort of most head-turning swerve to it would be it would be news breaking for sure it would it would be alarming and surprising no doubt because then you'd get a actually now now that you mention it you get a really weird story with that and i'm going to try and sum this up because i know you've got joe stuff to do in a couple of minutes you would yeah, have I a really get out of here in a second but you got a really cool story there because if edge helps daniel bryan win because he wants the match with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. And then you have the story of this all-conquering Roman Reigns being the one that has to fight his way back into the match at the 11th hour. That could potentially be awesome. It really could be. I don't think it they could pull it off, be. though. <laughs> I don't think so either, sadly. So. And they say, yeah, we're not going to let you back in the match, but we'll let Jay in instead. And then you get Edge versus Daniel Bryan versus Jay, <laughs> and Roman Reigns gets in the Andre Battle Royale. That, now that would be nuts. That would be excellent. Okay, that's, game, I, so. I'm, a, I'm officially too tired. We are officially done. We've spent <laughs> way too much time on a pay-per-view that legitimately doesn't matter. Anyways, before you uh, take off and fly away, tell them where to find you, bud. You can find me on Twitter at Countdown Ended, or you can find me besides being on your channel on the Joe Cronin Show on YouTube. Check me out there, co-hosting. We go live after every WWE, AEW show and pay-per-view, as well as NXT pay-per-views as well. And you guys know where to find me, or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz, he's been Jake. We're usually your NXT, but this time your WWE reality check. Subscribe up there, talk down there, start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, me and super sexy Jake DeMarco are tagging out. Bye, guys.